Welcome everyone to Seek, Go, Create. This is your host, Tim Winders. And we got a fun, fun episode that we're gonna be recording today. First thing I do wanna say though, is that uh, I just wanna ask all of you to continue engaging with, with us. We are right now, as we record this, we're doing it uh, on Instagram. We're also doing this on Facebook doing live on both of those platforms and we just want to engage more with our audience people listening in especially with the topic that we're talking about today i'll get to that in just a moment if you're listening in and you have not visited our webpage, please go do that when you get the opportunity you don't have to stop it now but please go do that we are seekgocreate.com that's seekgocreate.com and you could go there, check out all the episodes. We've got detailed notes on all of our episodes. Uh, and you could go back to the beginning. And we're well over 100 episodes now. And we're excited about all we've been able to create and do there. And that's a great resource for you. You can also give us your best email address when you go there and just stay updated on all that we are doing. So today is going to be kind of fun for me because I am going to be mashing together a bunch of stuff, and I think it's a very important topic. You know, seek, go, create, those words mean a lot to me. I've shared that before on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and on the socials. But there are some words that also spin off from that that we use, and those words are leadership, business, and ministry. And today we're going to do a deeper dive into that word leadership. And the reason we're going to do it really for a few few reasons, and that is that in the work that I have done for years, in the interviews that we do on the podcast, in the consulting that I still do, and just in interaction and watching all that goes on in culture, I just recognize that we have a lot of pitfalls, we have a lot of traps, we have a lot of challenges that we all face when we talk about that word leadership. So I really wanted to take three bigger topics and really kind of bring them together in this episode and discuss leadership, people, and money. And those are some heady topics, okay? We could really uh, go down a lot of rabbit holes here, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna address each one of them and have just a, a brief conversation about each one of them. And then I'm gonna kind of bring it all together as we get towards the end of this episode and talk about how I just, I see that we need to really have the proper mindset with all of those. That if we get a little bit off track in any of those, that it could really cause some big issues, big challenges, and it can, um, let's just say it can do more damage than good. That might be one way of saying it. That might be a nice way of putting it. So, so we're gonna talk, first of all, we're gonna go into leadership, then we're gonna discuss people and then money. And then I've got some interesting things I wanna talk about money as we wrap up and finish up this episode. But thank you for joining in. I appreciate you being here. And I think we're gonna have some fun with this. So I only have just a couple of notes. So a lot of this is just Tim talking from the heart and just sharing what I believe are some things that I've learned. I think that the Lord maybe has revealed some of this to me, just an experience. And uh, so hopefully it'll be helpful for you. So let's really dive in and let's go to leadership first. And one of the things I do wanna recommend Back in season three of Seek Go Create, our podcast, we did a deep dive. I think there were nine episodes where we talked about what I titled the ultimate leader. And it was, 
it was something that I, it had been, it had been kind of welling up inside of me for a long time to talk about leadership from a different perspective than I've ever heard anyone speak about it. I mean, we've heard people discuss leadership related to, uh, you know, your born leader, or you can learn some tactical skills to become a leader. Or uh, there was the authoritative leader that a lot of us saw when we were coming along. I kind of went to college and all during the 80s and 90s. And we saw a lot of hard charging boss type leadership styles then. And and then we started hearing more about things like servant leadership. And I think all of those have value, but we have to kind of learn from them. And I also think they also have some challenges with all of those. Even the servant leadership, I actually have seen that manipulated and used in some circles, in some environments, to where people would use it to try to keep their thumb on people or to keep them from uh, being equals or being able to state their their opinions or their thoughts. And so, so one of the things that I'd been studying for years and I spent a lot of time studying some leadership books, but I really spent more time studying scripture. And for those that may not know, if you're just listening in, I am a follower of Christ, Christ, and I don't back down from that. And I've been studying things in the arena related to business, leadership, ministry for probably going on 30 plus years now. And so one of the things I'll be sharing here is in many ways, a culmination of that. If you're listening in though, and you are not a person of faith, uh, I would encourage you to stick around. Don't let that scare you off because one of the things that I believe that is a challenge in the world system of leadership is some of the basics that I'm going to be talking about here. So stick around, listen in, because I think there'll be some value to some of the things we talk about. But one of the things that I was mentioning is that the study that I did on leadership, I really started going down this road of what is it that we're missing in leadership? And there was a word that just kept kept coming to me, and I think it was in studying scripture, but it was also just something that I didn't see that much, and it was a word called stewardship. And so I began really looking at what would a steward leader be? And I'll tell you, there's a lot of examples in scripture. We don't see a lot of examples in the real world, but I believe we need to see more examples of it. Let me explain what I mean by that. I actually, in this season three that we did with uh, leadership, talked a great deal about what I really think the definition of leadership is, or at least it is for me, and so I'm going to share it with you. And the definition that I love to use for leadership is this, that a leader is a steward or a caretaker or an overseer of all that they had been gifted with. And if I'm, not, if I'm in a spiritual setting, I'll go ahead and say, it's all that God has gifted you with. It's people, it's resources, it's things, it's possessions. All of the things that you have been blessed with, you are a steward over those things. And that to me is what leadership is all about. It's not ownership. It's not that you control or you have total uh, lordship over things, you have been given a gift. And let me give you a few examples of that. I don't, I can't get to my phone because I've got it on Instagram here, but let's, uh, let's use something like my glasses case. Okay. For those that might be watching in, I've got it holding in my hand. This is something that most people would say that they own this, 
But one of the things that I say is that really, if you study how life works, you know, we can't take things with us. We really only have things for a short period of time. And yes, we might have the deed to property or vehicles, or we might claim that we have ownership over, over certain things. But I'm just going to take it to another level there. I believe from a spiritual standpoint, I believe from a practical standpoint, we are all just guardians, caretakers, or stewards over these things. And I'm holding this glass case as an example. I may have it for a year, two, three, maybe 10 years or longer, but there'll eventually come a time that I won't have it. To me, I look at it as a gift. These glasses, I would rather not wear them, but uh, this glass case, it helps obviously to keep the glasses protected, but I am just a steward over that. Now let's take it to another level uh, because we're gonna talk about people in just a moment. I am also, I'm, I've been married now for over 32 years. I don't own my wife. She is a gift to me as the time of recording this. It's her birthday, by the way. So happy birthday to Glory. But I am just a steward over and a caretaker over that relationship. Same way with my children. I'm now a grandfather. Same way with, uh, with our granddaughter. So the reason I bring all of that up and I've studied leadership for a long time. I have never seen discussion and description of leadership from the standpoint of being a true and pure steward or caretaker over the gifts that you've been given. And the reason that I bring that up right here at the beginning is to me, that is the mindset that sets us up for what I would call a true uh, kingdom or godly or ultimate leader is the term that I used back in season three so that you could be truly effective and do what, what I believe we're called to do and lead in a way that shows caring and compassion and love in all that we do. And so to me, that's why I also believe that everyone is a leader. See, I know some people might be listening in, and I had someone that did this at one point. They go, oh, you know, I saw you talking about leadership, and I see you do that on your podcast and your YouTube channel. And, you know, I don't really consider myself a leader, so I didn't really listen in. Well, I talked to this person a little bit more, and they shared that they, they are the matriarch of a pretty good-sized family. And they also are a caretaker for a few people in their family that are, have some health challenges. They also run a pretty large piece of property with a farm and they do a lot of the, the stuff that's important there. And the more I heard it, I said, you're more of a leader than 90% of the people out there. Because look at all of the gifts, all the blessings, all of the things that you are a caretaker of, that you're a steward over. And so we had the conversation. She goes, you know, yeah, you, I might, I might see that. So even if someone's listening in and you're, you're a young person and you may not have many things that you own, or you don't consider yourself in a position of authority or that you're not over people, I believe you're a leader because I believe you're being either prepared for certain roles or you already have things. You already have people that you influence. You already have you already have blessings that you steward over and care, care for. I mean, even if it's as simple as your car. And I remember the first car I had, I joke about this quite a bit. It was a 1974 Vega and I'm, I just dated myself. A lot of people don't even know what a Vega is. It would cost me $400. And listen, it used more oil than it did gas. I tried my best to take care of it, but I, I, I will tell you one thing that I did. 
I kept that car, even though it had a lot of Bondo and rust on it, I kept it as clean as I possibly could. And to me, that is an aspect of being a leader. I tried to be, as best I could, a good steward over that vehicle. And so one of the things I just want to encourage anyone that's listening to this is that you are a leader. I truly believe that because I believe that everyone that walks this earth, that you're called or that you're assigned to do certain things. And, you know, we, we in our society and culture, we try to rank certain leaders as more important than others, maybe the political leaders or, or people that have large organizations or people that have large companies and things like that. I don't know that I believe that. I think that there are people that are possibly taking care of uh, someone with a health challenge. And that might be the only person you're interacting with. But that's the blessing or that's the assignment that you've been given for right now. And I believe if you embrace that with the right attitude, the right mindset that we're talking about here, then I believe you are as much, if not a bigger leader, better leader, more of an ultimate leader than someone who's running a corporation with 25,000 people. I believe that with all my heart. So I want to encourage you and hopefully uplift you with this message and this, uh, this teaching that you are a leader. And, and you know, from a, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, we've been, there's scriptures that say the first shall be last in the kingdom of God, the, the last shall be first and things like that. And I think that that might be what what, what the Lord was talking about that. There'll be people that we think they're important in today's world, but when we get to the next level, the next realm, you know, whatever it is, we will find out that there was, uh, you know, uh, uh, an, an elderly woman that took food to her neighbor every single day for 20 years, and no one really knew her name other than that neighbor got food from them. And, and we will find out that they will be elevated to a leadership, leadership position because they did it out of the limelight, they did it quietly, and they did it obediently. So that to me is the mindset of a leader, and that is this stewardship, not ownership. You don't own anything. And I know a lot of people get uncomfortable with that in our culture and society, but you do not really own anything. It is a gift. And when you look at it as a gift and you consider yourself a steward, I believe that you're on the path to the proper mindset of being a leader. And so uh, be mindful of that. I also just want to say about leadership, beware of what I call the cult of leadership and this is going to be possibly controversial here, but in the culture that we're in today, in business, which I operate a lot in business, in ministry, which I operate in ministry, there appears to be some people that want to idolize and put people on pedestals, in my opinion, more than we probably should. And listen, this is Tim talking here. There was a time in my life, in my career, where I was in some of those positions and I loved it. It fed my ego. It fed my pride. And listen, I think that we're in real danger of doing that in a lot of our churches, in a lot of our businesses, in a lot of our organizations. And so I really do want us to beware of that. I'm not saying that we don't show honor and respect for people that are in positions, 
but there's a, a fine line or maybe not that fine of a line between honoring someone and idolizing someone. And, and I think that's one of the challenges that we see in a lot of, I'll just go down the path with churches now, where we see a lot of church leaders, unfortunately it's many times men, that they have been put up on pedestals and uh, they don't have anywhere to go to get help, to ask when they've got challenges and issues and no one will call them out when they are doing things that they don't need to be doing and we'll see them fall or have uh, you know, issues with integrity. And, and that's not good because what it does is that ripples throughout an organization. So, so beware of the cult of leadership. That is a real challenge in the world that we're in today. And, I, and I, in the world we're in today. And I know it's a little bit ironic that I'm talking about it while also on a podcast that, I, that is going out to 30 countries plus. And I'm also recording this on Facebook Live. We're recording video. This can also go on YouTube. We've also got behind the scenes Instagram while I'm doing it. So it's a little bit ironic that Tim's talking about not creating that cult of leadership. But I'll tell you just real practically that every morning when I spend time in prayer and I, and I mention to the Lord, Lord, do I want to share some things today? Do you want me to, to teach and do some things? And, and the Lord will tell me this. He goes, I want you to share not sell, and I want you to inspire, <laughs> uh, inspire instead of try to influence. And, and that's something that I attempt to allow to guide me because I could, I could step into that uh, really wanting to create a big audience. And I don't mind having a big audience. It's just when it starts messing with your head. And we've seen leaders do that. So if you're a leader in a position, be mindful of it. Get somebody to help you out, get a team around you, get a coach. Like I'm a coach. I, I'm one of these folks that I'll speak into people. I'll say, hey, listen, let's watch ourselves or, uh, or just have someone that can kind of uh, lead and guide you or, or really, this is the best thing to do. Be mindful of what I'm be about to be talking about. And that is when we move into talking about people. So beware of the cult of leadership. And the big thing that I just want to call out uh, leadership, I've talked about the mindset, which is the most important thing here. And that is this. If you are a steward and you have that proper mindset that you don't own it, let's just say you've been elevated to the head of a company that's got 100 employees. Yes, you, your name might be, be the owner, but it's a gift. You've been blessed with that. You don't own those 100 people. You probably don't really own a lot of the assets. You don't own the customers. You don't own the people you interact with. You have been gifted those things. I believe by God, you've been gifted those things. So treat it that way. If you're the head of a church or, or ministry or organization, and you look out from the pulpit or you look out digitally and you see a hundred, a thousand, five hundred people out there. You don't own those people. They've been blessed and they've, they've been brought to you just to hear a message and, and to minister. So if you ever step over or we ever step over into a position where we believe that we are a big deal, or that we believe that we are better than or up on a pedestal or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. If we believe that we own and these are my people, then I think that's the beginning of a challenge where we could start to see, and I'm not wishing this, I've just observed it, issues with integrity, 
issues with hypocrisy, issues where a leader falls, issues where a leader goes down a path that is detrimental to not only them and their family, but also others that may have been following. So be mindful of that. So number one takeaway from leadership is the mindset of a leader is that of a steward. And what are most leaders a steward over? The next big category, let's talk about people. Because there are many definitions of leadership that people use, and I, I'm not going to argue over definitions of leadership. To me, uh, there's so many things that we could use to define leadership. I've kind of shared with you what I like to define it as, and it kind of helps me, and I'm hopeful that it helps some of you. But a lot of people say that you're not a leader if you don't have people following you. Or a lot of people say that leadership is influence or that leadership is a position or a title. And, and I'm not going to, like I said, disagree with all of that because I do believe that there are some merits to each one of those. But I, I think we would all agree that in our culture, the perception is that leaders are people that our leaders are individuals that have groups of people that follow them. And so let's talk a little bit about people and how it fits into this conversation of leadership. And uh, let me just say right up front, just like I said earlier, that if you think you own a group of people, then I think right out of the gate, you've got the wrong mindset. I think right, right from the beginning, you're not thinking correctly because one of the things, and this is a little bit of a confession time for me, I really used to, I don't know that I had the proper heart towards groups of people. Maybe in individuals I did, but as, as I worked with organizations and I started having groups, I think I perceived them in the wrong way. I think I looked at those people as helping Tim get to where I thought that I should get to. And I can tell you, sometimes you could play tricks on yourself, even from scriptural standpoint. You could believe maybe that you're called or you're assigned to be a leader and, and that the Lord might just be bringing these people to elevate you to that point. And some of that could be true, but I'll tell you that that is a, another slippery slope, a little bit dangerous that you would want to be careful going down that path. So be cautious of that. But here's the bottom line for me. If, if you're not going to show love and compassion, you really don't have any part of leading people. You really don't. And so uh, this is like leadership 101 after we talk about the mindset. And that is you need to be a person that as best you can, you show love, compassion, and understanding for all people. And I know that's tough. People are tough and we all have bad days and we all have our weaknesses ourselves. But in general, we need to be leaning in, pressing in towards showing love and compassion to all people. You know, we're in some tough times in our culture and our society. We've got these situations where we've got division and divisiveness with, uh, you know, I'm in the United States. So with political parties, we've got it there. We've got it with belief systems. We've got it with, uh, you know, male and female. We've got it with sexual orientation. We've got it with the rich, the poor. We've got it with, with skin color and, and where people come from. All of that is horrible. It, it, you know, we watch the news. None of it makes much sense. But I'll tell you that if just a few people would begin operating out of more love and compassion for others, it would begin. I'm not saying it would solve it, but it would begin 
to address those issues because we would look at people in the proper context and the proper tone with the proper, I guess, mindset of, of what people are. And, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I, I just, I, I think this is the big takeaway from what I wanted to share as far as people goes. People are not a commodity. People are not a commodity. Everyone, if you're listening in, if you're watching this, everyone that that's listening in here, watching, that, that you interact with, that I interact with, the people that we even see on the news or in social media that might be hiding behind a keyboard, they are unique individuals that were created for a purpose and they are not a commodity. We cannot lump people together in right or left or Republican or Democrat or from Asia or from Africa or from America or from Central America or a rich or poor or anything like that. They are unique and they are designed for greatness, for something that is that they were put on this earth for. So, so do not, do not ever look at people in a different way in a different, uh, in a different, um, uh, anyway, never look down on people. And, and you know what I really believe? I believe we all are created as equals. Now we all do different things. And, but, uh, but I think many people, I think like we were talking about earlier with leadership, they believe that they were put on a pedestal or that others are put on a pedestal. We put people on pedestal and then that starts messing with things. No, People are not a commodity. They're unique individuals, and we need to look at them that way. So, uh, so that's important. So, um, people are not a commodity. They're unique and designed for purpose. If you are a manager, or you run an organization, or you have a tribe or community, you do not own people. They're unique, and they're created, and they're blessings. So, you don't own them. You have a responsibility to serve and to steward them, however. You serve and steward them. So, uh, so please remember that. You know, there's three types of businesses that I just wanted to speak to directly as we look at this. And, and, and I deal with a lot of traditional businesses, uh, companies and even large companies and organizations that I coach the leaders of the leadership teams. And then I also am seeing a lot of people that are building communities or tribes or their people or, or, or those type things. We've seen a lot of that. And then I also have a background years ago where I was involved with a multi-level marketing business. And I learned a lot about how I interact with people from them. And so, and so that is what, that is what, uh, what I guess I wanted to address each of those because I see people First of all, in business settings that uh, they, they don't treat, let's just call it their employees, as if those employees are gifts and blessings and have unique skills and abilities. They don't do that. So, so that's one thing I wanted to mention with business people. People that are building a community. I, I, listen, I love the term tribe. I love, you know, these are my people. And I love the thought of building those communities. And I do think that a lot of what I see there are some of the most powerful ways of connecting with people in our culture today. We're doing a lot of it on social media and we're, we're, we're obviously doing some things with what we're doing on social media. The, the challenge that I see there with people though is that, uh, that they, 
They may be more entertaining and putting on a certain face for people. There's one recently, I won't go into it here, but there's someone who, it was actually a female. Uh, you know, we see a lot of situations with males, but it was a female that had a very large following and she built the following off having a successful marriage and, you know, a little bit of her faith and things like that. And, and so when she left her husband and had issues with her marriage and started doing some things that didn't just line up with that level of integrity, uh, she actually got ticked off at some of her followers. And anyway, it just, it, it just was an example to me that of someone that wasn't really perceiving that tribe or community as being a gift that she had been given, that she needed to shepherd and steward over that. And then the last thing I want to mention is just uh, folks that might be in businesses like that I was in years ago. And this is when I knew that I had a problem. And this is one of the, uh, the paradigms that I needed to shift as I talk about what we're talking about here. I was in a multi-level marketing business and I was a good guy, nice guy. I, I was a follower of Christ at the time, or at least I was a young Christian. And, uh, and you know, you sponsor people in that business and the better they do, the better you do. And so I, so I was doing all the things I thought I was supposed to do, but I realized early on that there was a little bit of a challenge. And the challenge was this, I looked at people as if they had dollar signs on their forehead. And you know what? It, what that meant was, is I didn't treat them with the compassion, the love and the understanding that I needed to. I did that as long as they were doing the things that they needed to do to help. I thought it would help them, it would, but it did help me with my bigger goals. And that's a big challenge in leadership, just so everyone knows. I repent for it. I apologize for it. I wish I could call up a few people and say, hey, I'm sorry that in the early 90s when we were working together in this, I pushed you to do this or I, I tried to manipulate you or whatever. But that is, that is not the way to look at people. Don't look at people with dollar signs on their foreheads. Don't look at people at what they can do for you. Serve them. Love them. Have compassion and understanding for them. Consider and listen, I'm speaking to me as much as I am to anyone else. Consider everyone that comes into your life as a blessing, as a gift, and attempt to treat them that way, especially your spouse, your children, your parents, and, and all of those. Just treat them with that compassion and that understanding. And you know what? Then I believe you'll be going down the path of sowing the right seeds, of sowing the seeds for that mindset of stewardship that we talked about earlier with leadership. So, Anyway, so I, I shared about putting a dollar sign on that, and uh, so that's important. Now, the last thing that I want to wrap up here, and I am watching my time, because at the uh, bottom of this hour, I've got to uh, jump on something else, but I wanted to kind of merge this into money, because when we talk about leadership, the two things that kind of mess us up are people and money. And we talked a little bit about people, so let's move over into money. And, you know, money can really, can really throw a wrench into, I just mentioned it. I, I considered people to have dollar signs on their foreheads. That's not a good thing, by the way, but I consider them to do that. So, so, so let's talk about money. Money is a tool, okay? It is nothing more. It is nothing less. It is a tool. The challenge in our culture, in our world, in our society, in leadership, in business, in ministry is that we really, like a lot of things, we put that tool high on a pedestal. And when we do that, it starts messing with us just like when we have challenges interacting with people. 
And I, I just want to say that the mindset for money has changed so much for me. And it really changed when I started using something called a storehouse principle that I'm going to talk about in just a moment as we wrap up here. But before I do that, I want to say that what I used to do, and the reason I probably had uh, you know, dollar signs on people's forehead, was that I was chasing after money. I don't know if it was because of the way I grew up. I don't know if I just wanted to succeed because I was a child of the 80s. I don't know if I just perceived that that was what success equaled in our culture. All of those things, we see people that do that. So I'm not that unique or, or different than others. But one of the things that we see is that when you inject money into these discussions, people can start acting differently. You know, someone can be a certain type leader or a certain type person or have a certain level of integrity as long as they're at a certain point. But then when all of a sudden too much money enters the equation, all of a sudden they start acting differently. Or if they've got some money and all of a sudden their flow of money drops below a certain amount. We've seen a lot of people like that in the last year or more as, uh, you know, we've had a worldwide pandemic. We all of a sudden start seeing people that they just act a little bit differently when money's tight. They might compromise. They might cut corners. They might do things differently. And uh, I've shared this before. I learned a lot about myself. My wife and I learned a lot about ourselves when we were making a good bit of money with our businesses that were doing well. And then we learned a tremendous amount about who we really are when all of a sudden we didn't have much after the downturn in 2008. So that's the reason I believe it's important to discuss money. And it's so important to perceive that money is not ours. The exchange of value, it's not ours. It is, it is just part of what we do in culture. And anything that we have, going back to the mindset of leadership that we discussed at the beginning, anything that we have, it is just a gift that we steward over while we have it. I know people have heard the saying, you can't take it with you. You can't take money with you. You really can't take people with you when we pass on. And you really can't take stuff with you. And so, you know, it really is just a gift that we are using. Now, some people have a lot that they're using while they're on this earth. And some people may not have as much. Some people might seem to everything they touch seems to turn to gold or they have a lot of financial resources. Some people might be in a perpetual state of trying to uh, get more of it or just get enough to get by. All of that messes with us. And so for me and what I'm wanting to share here is that I had to get in the mindset of being a steward. And because I was a steward, I needed to set up a storehouse for where I believed the gifting of the financial resources came from. Now, I'm not going to get preachy with you. And in just a little while, I'm going to share a real practical byproduct of this that has brought in a lot of wealth and success for, for our family and possibly some others. But uh, I'll share that in just a moment. But a number of years ago, when we started getting back on our feet, we'd been studying something called the storehouse principle. And it's in the Old Testament. And a lot of people talk about putting money in savings. And I, I may go into more detail on this in another episode or another teaching. But what it basically is, is if you believe that you've been given a gift of something, of financial seed, financial resources, then you should set aside in a storehouse to recognize that you've been given that gift. 
And so if you go back to Deuteronomy and some Old Testament scriptures, it talks about, uh, you know, putting money or putting uh, extra, putting uh, resources in a storehouse. And so, so I won't go into a lot of detail with that, but that really is a scriptural principle and it's a, it's a timeless principle. So my wife and I, just a quick story, this is what we did. As we started receiving uh, some more finances back in 2015, when we were starting to get back on our feet, for every dollar that came in, we, we put a percentage in what we called our storehouse. And it was just a bank account that had the name storehouse on it. And uh, we started doing that and our finances just started to grow. And we lived off much less, you know, before we typically spent what we made. That's not being a good steward, by the way. And, uh, and anyway, not to, not to keep going into it, study the storehouse principle, but it has made a tremendous difference for us. And what it also does is I think it sets us up, it sets up people to be a better leader because you're automatically acknowledging the gift or the blessing of finances or resources coming into you. So, so what we, so what we do is we just set it aside and is it a savings account? Maybe. Is it something that we go to in an emergency? Not really because it's not ours. It's just us saying, listen, we say, Lord, this is your blessing from that you've given us. We're just going to put some aside in the storehouse. And what it's done is it's just opened up so many doors for us and uh, just made so many things just really, really, um, I guess it's just kept us in a proper perspective might be the best way of saying it. And I want to go back to how I started this, and that is the mindset of a leader. Because as a leader, if you're using money, if you're using people, if you're using stuff to get ahead, then it's my belief that you're going to have some short-term success, success as the world might call it, but I'm not sure it's going to be long-term. But if you are looking at things as a gift, as a blessing, and you're acknowledging it in the proper way, you're treating people with love and compassion as you should. You're treating your finances and your resources properly by setting up things like a storehouse or, or putting things aside or spending much less than you bring in so that you do have extra resources to do things like invest and work with other things and, or, or bless people or help other people. To me, just observing leadership and what we're seeing in the world and me coaching and working with a number of people, that is such a better formula for leadership. It's one of the reasons why I taught on The Ultimate Leader back in season three of the podcast. And that was really the message that I wanted to get across here. And that is the mindset, the mindset of a leader. So the mindset of a leader is this, you're a steward. You're not an owner. The mindset of a leader is that anything you have is a gift and you need to treat it that way. People, resources, things. So, uh, so I'm excited I was able to share this with you and we'll talk more about probably the storehouse principle in the not too distant future, but uh, do a study on it. Go for those of you that are followers of Christ or that you study the scriptures, go study storehouse principle there. And there's some books and things out there. Or if you want to continue the dialogue down in the comments of, of either YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or any of the socials, then, then we could do that there. That'd be actually a, a fun thing to do just to continue that. But with that, I hope this has helped you uh, learn more about leadership, 
people, money, and how it all comes together, please share this episode. That is the way that more people are exposed to what we're doing with this podcast than anything else. I appreciate you sharing all that we're doing. You could do that. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on, uh, we're on LinkedIn. And we're also on Twitter. We're now on YouTube. So uh, check us out there or wherever you like to consume your content. We're on all the podcast platforms too. And uh, just thank you for joining us. I appreciate it greatly. And until next time, continue being all that you were created to be. Oh,